Welcome to a Fresh Perspective podcast, catering to the latest in ingredient trends, consumer insights, and food news. Brought to you by Corbion. Hi, welcome to a Fresh Perspective, a podcast that's all about food. I am CJ. And I'm Jenny. And today we're actually running into our last couple episodes of this season, which is crazy. We've been doing this for almost a year now. I can't even believe it. I don't know if it feels like it's been 10 years or two minutes, but. <sighs> 2020, that'll do it to <laughs> right. you. Yeah. So today we're just kind of going to take this moment to reflect back on the year and everything that happened and all of the fun stuff that changed throughout the year and then take a look forward and and see kind of what we're seeing in 2021 and what we can expect and what that looks like. Uh, I mean, I love the fact that we can project and see like, you know, talk already about what's going to happen in 2021 when it comes to bakery trends. I mean, how fun is that? It's like it's awesome. But as part of this, I was looking up some of just the, like, you know, Yelp does their, the top foods of the year and what people were eating. And I consumed a lot of these. So I was going to see if you consumed any of these as well. One of the top things they said for the year was hard seltzers, which I think everyone had these and those shenanigans, but uh, Japanese fried chicken. I don't even know what that is. Is Japanese fried chicken just with panko crumbs instead of like flour dredged? Because, I mean, I make fried chicken. I'm, a, you know, as we've talked before, I'm a Southern cook. I kick everything off with a stick of butter. Oh, but, yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> but, but my fried chicken is dredged in flour and egg and then, you know, seasoned flour and then deep fried. I wonder if the Japanese fried chicken, they use panko. Because isn't, aren't panko crumbs, aren't those the Japanese breadcrumbs? I'm Googling it as we speak. Yeah, because if not, we, we're going to have to start Japanese recording. Japanese fried chicken is. One other thing about the seltzers. Did you find the best ones? Because it was kind of like a treasure hunt this year. There's, you know, everybody had a hard seltzer this year. Everybody came out with one, every brand. The very best seltzer is the truly lemonade version. Those are my it, favorite. The cans too. are black. Mm-hmm. Oh, those perfect for pool season. are perfect for pool season. Not that we got to go to the pool this year. Because, you know, 2020, I mean, I think some people went to the pool, but honestly. Ours opened. You just had to book spots. Oh. Yeah. Like, if somebody walked into your spot, could you kick them into the pool? Because that sounds like a little bit of fun. I didn't experience that, so I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But a few other really popular things this year were Detroit-style pizza, which I've never had either. Um, Mm -hmm. Hot Honey, which I love. (laughs) <laughs> and seafood boils with <gasps> gratitude. Gratitude was up this year. So says Yelp. Okay, good to I'm, know. I'm here for that. But. Yeah, for sure. Um, we do a seafood boil every single year at my dad's lake house on 4th of July. So we do like the king crab legs that are like this big. And I say we, I just sit by the lake while and my eat. stepmom makes it. And then I eat so, it. Really fun, good. <laughs> fun story. We, and then we'll, we'll get back into the trends, which everyone's are here. Oh, right. Okay. Here right. About, but, uh, we sometimes do seafood boils. And when I was a kid, you know, you dump it all out on like the newspaper or whatever it is. And my grandma would eat the crawdads and then pull them off and put them on her fingers and chase me around with the little crawdads on her fingers. Are you scared? So uh, terrified. And I still don't (laughs) like crawdads or however anybody else, whatever you call them, but uh, horrified me. Still scared to this day. She also told me avocados ran around in tribes and, 
that to get across the room, they would kick off their little Nikes from their feet and stick their feet in electrical sockets and shoot across the room. What? Okay, I, can we not have your grandma on the podcast? Because I need to hear more of these stories. My life was built on lies. <laughs> lies and fairy tales. I mean, my grandma thought macaroni and cheese was a vegetable. Oh. This was legit. Like, I'm here for know. that. It, We're going to have hamburgers and vegetables. Macaroni and cheese was the side. You know, she told carbs us things carbs like... Carbs on carbs. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I mean, for side her, if it was a side dish, it was a vegetable. But um, I never heard about the avocado. That's like really a creative story about avocados flinging themselves across the room. She had um, a, a full arrangement of stories that I'll have to divulge to you at some point over a bottle of wine. But yeah, I love it. Okay. Today, All right. So who are we talking to today? Yes. Today we have Joanne Rupp, who uh, leads a Market Insights for our bakery team and our bakery industry here at Corbion. Hi, Joanne. Oh, hi. How Welcome are you? Welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> I'm good. We're so happy good. to see you again. You were our very yeah. first guest, and it only um, makes sense to wrap the year, come full circle, and to wrap up the year with you. Agreed. Yeah, for sure. It seems like we just did it, doesn't it, in certain aspects? But it does. So much has changed. Exactly. And that's oh. what we're going to talk about today. We're going to uh, you know, pump your brain for all of that fantastic information that you uh, provided us at the beginning of the year and then uh, discuss a little okay. bit, right? Uh, go back to I'll March. Reef in. Um, it's been the then, longest year ever, you know, in our brains. So it's like many different generations. Like, yeah, truly. I mean, I'll be impressed with the, the things that you do remember because I barely remember them. <laughs> right. So <laughs> if we look back at 2020 and how it started, what were some of the trends that we had anticipated dominating 2020 and maybe we'll just start there and then kind of how did those flip as the year went? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think the biggest one for me that just pops out is everybody was moving a mile a minute. Um, globalization was so strong around the world. People are traveling and on the go. Um, that's what it was all about. And now I mean, no one would have ever predicted what has, has occurred. And so um, the, the, whole, uh, the trends of moving into the cities and things of that nature has just come to a full halt. Uh, it's, it changes the way you shop and changes what you buy and where you go to get what you want. And um, it's changed a lot of people's lifestyles and, and personal personalization. So um, I think that's one of the biggest ones. Are we still seeing um, some of the like the clean label trends that we had at the beginning of the year that we were talking about? Um, are those still prevalent and driving bakery category, or yeah, does that look a little different? Yeah, now? when you're thinking about the bakery category, um, it was in fact um, people were looking for healthier um, uh, options, um, maybe plant-based uh, products, um, so they would shop the perimeter of the store uh, far more and get their fresh bakery items there because they could actually visualize where it came from and that maybe the baker um, behind the scenes had just baked their cake or their, their fresh breads. And so um, that has kind of um, really stopped and uh, slowed down tremendously. So people are at the center of the store and they are buying more packaged items. Um, 
for security and safety and freshness, um, maybe buying in bulk and larger quantities versus the smaller on-the-go items because they were, you know, always out and about. Uh, so I think those trends are, are very, the very big difference uh, this year. So. Yeah, I think the freshness, that lasting longer part is is really important. Typically in my life with my children, I don't care. I mean, if it's the bread is the best bread, then that's what we're going to buy and we'll eat it in the next three days. But that's absolutely not the case this year. So it makes sense. You know, we shop in the middle of the store because the bread and the other bakery items there will last longer because they're packaged in a different way and you know, and if you're going to the like, store every three weeks instead of every week, I mean, it's important exactly. that it lasts. Yeah. That yeah, extra time stays good in your pantry. And then like, and then with like clean label specifically, it's generally in reference to organic and, and uh, no additives, preservatives and, and things like that. And so really um, it's more focused now on making sure that the products are real and understanding where they come from, um, that they're ethically um, packaged, ethically, you know, manufactured and presented. So um, that, that clean label didn't really go away. It's just kind of showing up in a different way, a different way, more around trust and transparency more so than even before um, the pandemic. And I know one of the things that uh, you mentioned previously was uh, around this clean label evolution or kind of the uh, the way clean label has shifted is also around kind of this food for functional foods or food, an increase on uh, immunity or the focus on what the food is actually doing for you. Yeah. And how it's providing nutrients or is better for your health. Um, do you think we'll see that continue to to be part of that change and that shift in clean label or... Do you think it's just part of COVID and once that fades? It's a very big play. And actually all the categories are actually growing, except maybe celebration type items in the bakery. Uh, but your baked goods, your uh, whole foods, whole grains, um, sprouted grains, anything that's got health and wellness kind of wrapped around it so that they can actually um, have better for you benefits, such as vitamin efficiencies, perhaps, that may be interpreted as being better for them and better for their health. And capturing that fiber and that protein uh, for longevity and um, overall immunity in general. So I think that consumers really look at the bakery category more so now as a benefit than they did as just a, a wrap for a sandwich, if you will. So I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> it does. CJ, do you remember we had another guest on that talked about the differences in the types of grains? Yes. It was like sprouted grains and the benefits between a sprouted and an unsprouted and the differences. I mean, that kind of stuff is really eye-opening for someone like me who never noticed or cared before. But I want to give my family the best chance, you know, if we get sick. So learning about those kinds of, of trends and things and then buying sprouted bread for the first time ever this year. And I found it kind of delicious. Yeah, I was going to say it adds so much more than just that nutrient dense portion that we're talking about. But I mean, it adds color, it adds flavor, it adds yeah. texture, it can add Sometimes crunch. crunch. Oh, yeah. Yes. So Absolutely. It, yeah. It brings kind of a whole nother aspect to the bread that you're eating it's not just your 
normal old bread anymore. Yeah, yeah. and it also signals that whole shell, uh, freshness. They see the the items that they could uh, possibly find in their pantry or in their garden, uh, for example. So fruit inclusions, um, and like I mentioned, the seeds or things like that. I think that really does call out better for you and it calls out healthier living um, and maybe even a little bit of immunity when you um, are eating healthier. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I love this topic because we've all lived through it now and are living it <laughs> every day. And I know we have a, a lot more. I mean, I've we've only asked like one question, really. Yeah, uh, but we get what? to look back on it now because yes. it's the end of yeah. the year. It's like, oh, we did that. We did, yeah, we did it. <laughs> I mean, how exciting is that? Could keep going. Who knows? Yeah, for sure. But, but now we're going to hop into our favorite segment, Eat, Save, Give. Now it's time for Eat, Save, Give, a thoughtful peek into the hearts, minds, and taste palates of our guests. So just as a reminder, I know now it's been like nine months since you did this the last time, so this could be all brand new for you, but we are going to give you three different food items, and you are going to have to decide which one are you going to eat now, Okay. which one are you going to save for later, and which one are you going to give away? And I think I remember the first one actually, because there was granola bar, bar involved in yours and you were gonna give it to Callie cause she had to go to dance practice. But <laughs> I don't know why that's what I remember out of Good that memory. one. memory, wow. Right? So today <laughs> we've right. got just some good old holiday favorites. Last time we did like holiday favorite baked goods or dessert items. This time okay. we're going like traditional home cooking favorites. Um, so today we've got mac and cheese, which we were just talking about. Mac and cheese is everything. It's a vegetable. It's and a, a vegetable. Salad. Yes. Uh, mashed potatoes, your choice. Gravy, no gravy, butter, garlic. Um, and a holiday turkey. All of it. All of the above. Which one are you going to have? Eat so I'm going to pick one of those three. Is that what you're saying? That you have to pick one that you're going to eat, one okay. that you're going to give away, one I'm gonna- and one okay. you're going to save for later. Got it. Got it. Okay. Um, I'm going to eat, and I know you're going to think I'm crazy, but I'm going to eat the turkey. I really like turkey. (laughs) (laughs) I like good reason to eat it. I'm a meat eater. I am not a big fan of mac and cheese. Um, I'll eat it, but it's just really heavy for me. So I'm going to give that away to my daughter because she likes mac and cheese. And the what was the other one? I'm gonna give away. I'm gonna mashed potatoes. You're gonna save these for later. I'm gonna save the mashed potatoes for later, but not too late because it's so heavy. And so I'm gonna make it more of a mid evening type thing to go with my turkey. <laughs> I so sleep. I so thought I knew you, and now I just feel like I don't even know who you are. <laughs> oh my god, that was uh, that was uh, interesting. But there was no bread or baked good in that whole thing. So I was really struggling. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> Joanne's like, that's I what love I work here. I was prepared to. Well, I mean, last time we did, I think, rolls and, and baked goods. Mm-hmm. So we had to. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. What are you, you going to do? Um, okay. So mac and cheese is like a daily thing that happens at my house. It's nothing special. My children make two or three boxes a day. It's insane. So that is a total give for me. Like, take it away. I mean, I like it, but not every day. 
I'm going to eat the mashed potatoes with gravy and butter and garlic and really anything you want to put on them because mashed potatoes are the best in the world. It's true. And then I'll save turkey because I like to make other things with turkey, like turkey tetrazzini or a turkey sandwich. Ah. So I'm going to save that and, and reuse it in another way because just a big hunk of turkey right off of the carcass is not my thing carcass yeah nice. and then mashed potatoes as a save so i should i should change mine <laughs> <laughs> you can because we haven't laminated your choices yet okay well good I'm gonna we're gonna hang out in the office so just so you know <laughs> um i'm somewhere in i the realm um no i'm different than both of you actually i was gonna try and make it sound like i was in alignment mm-hmm. with one of you but i'm not <laughs> Um, I'm going to eat the mac and cheese. I, I don't even care if it's like the box of Kraft mac and cheese that is not even real or if it's the bougie mac and cheese from wherever. I love it and I will eat it and I will put Buffalo Mac on it or make chili mac. I don't know. I'll figure any way to use this macaroni. Um, I'm going to save the mashed potatoes for later. I could eat mashed potatoes anytime. And really for me, they're like, a, let me swing by the fridge and take a bite of this. I love cold food. So it's weird. Um, Turkey, not, you know, turkey by itself, I'm going to pass on it um, almost in every instance. But when you start to combine it with things, like you said, turkey tetrazzini, and I was like, oh, maybe I want to rethink it. But um, yeah, I can give you some recipes. Yes. Like if I'm going to make something with it, then then I'm okay with turkey. But overarchingly, like I'm not just going to grab a hunk of turkey and be like, hmm, this is tasty. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, like a, it's on a bony thing. carcass. I don't like things on bones. I echo this. I don't like things that are hard to eat. Like if I have to like work to cut it and think. Right. I'm showing yeah. like my inability to function as an adult, but like pork chops, I'm like, that's a lot for me. No, or a rib. I mean, I still am like a child. Like I need somebody oh, to yeah, shred the rib meat off of the rib for me because yes. it's like a hunk of the bone of the animal. Gross. But you take all that off and then put it on like a a rib or like brisket sandwich and then I'm in like. Right. That's what I'm saying. I just need people to debone all of my meats. Exactly. Here we are. 2020 guys. (laughs) At Corbion, the word impossible doesn't stop us. It gets us going. As a leading global ingredient supplier, we create sustainable food solutions based on renewable resources and natural processes. We are obsessed with solving impossible challenges for our customers. Let's partner together to find solutions unique to you and preserve what matters most. Corbion, keep creating. Well, we are joined by Joanne Rupp, who leads our insights team for um, bakery at Corbion and Functional Systems. And we're just talking about 2020, kind of looking back at the year and how it changed and everything that happened and what we did throughout the time. Um, And so I know we talked about a couple of the trends and we're just going to hop right back in. Was there anything that surprised you in the shifts? So I know like the pandemic overall just surprised everybody. We were like, this is going to last a week. And then nine months later, we're like, this is life now. But was there anything that it spurred that really like caught you off guard in when we were looking at all the numbers? And I I think I said this before in a meeting or a conversation before, but the e-commerce and the digital ways of ordering food or, or getting your groceries and your cook and collect was, was definitely a, a hot trend. And it's been developing over years, over the years. But 
And then I knew that the, the shelves will be empty. We might have to switch brands or we may run out of certain things. But I certainly didn't anticipate that my dad, who is 75 years old, would be using his mobile iPhone that he never had before and ordering his groceries on his app and then going to Hy-Vee and picking them up. And he prouds himself about it. He talks about it and how convenient it is. And he's so surprised. And that really blew me away. So I think that's very common for a lot of people. Um, shopping and new and new avenues and new just channel shifting in general has definitely been the biggest impact. Some of it's expected, but some of those things like that are just huge. This is what leads me to believe that every time somebody in my family says, I don't know how to text, like I can't figure out my phone. I'm like, you figured it out. You ordered your groceries online so you can figure out how to use You Zoomed with us and had a happy hour call. (laughs) Exactly. Clearly we've got it all figured out now. So that is one of the biggest things I think that I noticed was just how much it expedited kind of innovation across the board, not, not specific to bakery, but just overarchingly it forced people across the board to start coming up with new ways to communicate, to get their baked goods into people's hands, to get their foods into people's hands, to order the groceries, to all of it. And I think that's... Yeah, the researching, I think people research more, they get online, mm -hmm. they check it out, they have new recipes. People are sharing more on social media about what they cook, asking, I need some new ideas because I'm tired of making the same thing over and over and over. And I, I don't know about you, but a lot of my friends have, have been sharing recipes and uh, cooking items and things that they use to cook, like the Ninja Foodie, for example, has changed my life. And it's like, I think after this all goes away and we start moving about quicker and everything else, there's going to be all these new things that we never would have probably done if it wasn't for having to stay inside. Yeah. It's like we were all kicked out of our comfort zone a little bit, right? You know, I'm used to, I I do Aldi every week, Costco once a month. That's been my norm for since I had children, right? But now that's all completely different. I mean, we only order when we need stuff and um, it's from wherever we can get it, you know? Uh, it, it really does change kind of some things. And I, and I found out some other things, right? Like I prefer specific brands from specific grocery stores that they don't have at Aldi, but I would never have tried them before because yeah, I was always walking in my same shoes, going to all my same places. And so, you know, you figure things out and it's, I think it's been a little bit fun. And I think Joanne, to your point, yeah. it's been fun seeing my parents and my grandparents like finally figure going out everything. Okay. I got to figure yeah. out this technology, even though I've been against it for years and I've been carrying a flip phone and boom, Guys, here we all know are. This could video us together. Yeah, I can see I your face. So yeah. crazy. So anyway, I think that's been like, at least if we have to look on the bright side, like that's been kind of a fun thing to see. There are a couple bright side things that yeah, I've is. tried to list and think about because I'm always the find the silver lining. And so there are a few things that I've really enjoyed. I think it's forced, every, it didn't force, everyone got more sustainable in it. Like restaurants, you scan the menu now and they're not printing mm-hmm. out all the menus all the time. You just pull it up on your phone. Um, I think it did kind of force exploration of brands that, because in your head, even 
I know that the brands aren't the same, but it's still in my head when I'm shopping. I'm like, oh, they probably all taste relatively the same. And then I had to switch from like my usual bread to a different yeah. bread one time. And I was like, this is not right. This is not <laughs> how my sandwich is supposed to be. Um, and so I liked, I, I liked the, uh, I guess, opportunity to explore uh, yeah. new products. Yeah, it's sad uh, as it is with the food service industry and restaurants. I know it's a struggle. Some of it's down up to even 40% uh, in many channels within food service. But I know that in some aspects, some of these restaurants really had to force themselves to figure out this whole digital online thing. Mm -hmm. They had to figure out um, whether they could dine, how they could dine outdoors or keep the doors open longer or um, just actually even hiring and, and keeping, keeping the work staff, staff but, isn't sick but right yeah exactly yeah. yeah so they've had to figure out things that they probably would not have had to do uh beforehand but you know so hopefully uh some of our favorite restaurants still can hang on just a little bit longer so that yeah. we can get this all past this pandemic and that yes. but um uh, the the ease of ordering food and have it delivered it's not just pizza and Chinese anymore. It's right. Whole, everything you, know, you ever wanted. DoorDash. And I love it. So here's the exciting thing. Yeah. We this episode is we're we're running out of time, right? But the next so episode fast. we get to talk about with Joanne what's coming. So and I'm really excited about that. This is a to be continued moment to draw suspense <laughs> and make you come back. Yeah. They have yeah. to come back next week and hear about 2021 and what we're seeing moving forward. But so exciting. now, exciting to come. yes, we yes. want to say thank you for joining us today. And yes. we look forward to talking to you in the next episode about what's to come. And if you guys are looking for more information on what happened in 2020, what were the trends at the beginning of the year? How has that shifted? Uh, if you just want to learn more about baking and find some recipes and fun videos, you can head on over to the Baker's Take and uh, find all of that information and more. Or you can like, I mean, and you can like and subscribe to our podcast and to the YouTube channel. Don't forget, keep creating.